Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey everyone, it's Caroline from G Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. And welcome to another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. Today, I'm joined by two of my friends, and you might know them as the co-creators of the Anxiety Marketplace, Julie DeFees and Sophia Yapoliter are here. Hi, you guys. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy you're here. This has been, I've just been like waiting for this to be an episode. Yeah, this is wild. <laughs> um, so a little bit of a backstory about um, how I know these guys and then also Anxiety Marketplace is that they were, you guys were like very early G-Thanks listeners. Um, yeah, and we like shopping. Yeah, yeah, right. They were like, we're starting our own buy and sell Instagram marketplace, but instead of the seller like keeping all of the money for themselves or using like an app like Poshmark where 20% has to go to the company, we're going to have 20% of each sale go towards a new cause every month, which is amazing. Thank Thanks. you. And now I'm the biggest fan. I'm the biggest <laughs> fan of Anxiety Marketplace. I love it so much. So tell me a little bit about how this got started. So I have been buying and selling things online, like on Poshmark and other reselling sites for quite some time. And then sort of on my Instagram doing more informal sales because I feel like the audience, I mean, it's a lot smaller, just people that like me and follow me. So I felt like I was actually getting more traction there because it was people that are already looking at my stories. Um, and I started doing it in like March and just was cleaning out my closet. I had been uh, furloughed at the time. So I was having lots of free time and I decided as an incentive to get people to shop. I was like, I will donate 20% of whatever I make to a uh, national domestic worker Alliance. And people were like, okay, like I'm anxious. I'm going to go shopping with Jolie's closet. Like we trust her. She's clean. Um, we think, <laughs> um, and that just seemed to kind of really work. And Sophia and I, uh, had been talking and she was like, I want to do that with my closet. I have so much stuff. And we kind of, through a series of text messages, realized that we were onto something, that this should be something outside of our individual Instagram stories and audiences. Yeah. yeah so if do you want to <laughs> yeah. add anything? I too love uh, buying things and also selling them. But a funny thing is like my so my grandfather was like the number one antiquer like he would go to yard sales he was always looking for like little treasures and fun things oh wow and just, I love yeah that. um 
and it, it was just like his car was always filled with stuff. And so naturally my parents were also antiquers and then I got hooked on it. Um, wow. So this was a thing you guys did like as a family? Yeah. Like we would go to yard sales. Like my mom and I would go thrifting together. It just turned, it was, and it became like this coping mechanism for me. Mm. And that like when I was really stressed, I would just be like scouring the web and I guess real life for something that I wanted. And it became kind of like a project for me. Like if I saw like some trendy item of clothing, I'd be like, I'm going to find this somewhere else. Yeah. I feel like, like I don't have, so the thing that I, know about both of you is that you have like items that you are perpetually looking for like you're like I'm looking for I know Julie you have this like pair of boots for like three years that you've been coveting I have two pairs of shoes one's a pair of Mew Mew slides that are like color block slides and the other one are these Celine wrap sandals and you just Um, look and you just like go on ebay yes. and like kind of search poshmark and, and sophia does as well yes we have like we have searches for each other yeah for, um and sophia for the item put a dress <laughs> like a mary mecco collab dress into our group chat the other day and i was like oh i want that too but i'll right but if i find it it's yours um no no i'm not i don't shop like that i kind of am like a little bit more impulsive like if I you know what I mean like I definitely don't like sit on things for years until I find them except except I guess I would have if I found something I would know in my gut the way you know about I don't know who you're dating or whatever like oh no matter the price I will buy that boyfriend and and bring him home because I feel I feel like I don't know like with shopping sometimes I'm like oh I just want to try it and there's very rarely a thing where I'm like oh I I really need it so you guys were already kind of in the habit of spending your time this way um but then March happened and I feel like no one was shopping anymore because it was so scary which makes a lot of sense but I also felt like people were trying so hard to come up with money to give away. And Jolie, you mentioned you were furloughed. Like Sophia, you're in med school. It's not like we're not all flush with cash to be writing big donations, you know, to as many organizations as possible, though we would love to. How did you figure a marketplace would work against a time where also people aren't going out and wearing clothes like I know you guys donate like a ton of money which means you guys make a ton of sales so like where does that friction like come together yeah that's a great question I think that partially is because shopping is an anxiety behavior and everybody is really anxious right now so I think that's just like people want to shop, people want to do something. It's fun. There's like a, we've all talked about it. Like there's like a high you get when you are shopping and you find something great or you get a package. And I think people are kind of seeking that thrill. Um, And also like you hear about all these stores closing, you hear about uh, like small businesses, they're trying to stay afloat and, or there's just like a renewed sense of interest in sustainability and wanting to like be part of a community. And I feel like there are all these kind of, newfound priorities that people are trying to mesh with their desire to be a consumer and to buy things. So if they can kind of ease that like cognitive dissonance and 
feel like they are shopping, but they're also doing something good. Mm -hmm. And it also is really mindless. It doesn't take a lot of effort to be like, I want that. Right. <laughs> it's like a very low stakes decision to make right now. And everything seems really, really, really high stakes. Um, it's just an easy thing to do and it feels good. And it feels like a, such an easy win. Like, okay, I'm helping someone clean out their closet. I am donating to charity. I am perhaps giving somebody some money. Like I, this is like my main source of income right now. So like, and I know a lot of other people as well, like you're helping support them. You're keeping clothes in a closed loop. So there's just like a lot of ways that you can justify the mm. seemingly like frivolous or, uh, maybe not super important thing compared to like protesting or whatever, um, not or whatever, but something that might be more of a direct action. Um, and I think that a lot of people has kind of resonated with like finding a behavior that felt good, but also simple enough. Yeah. And with a focus yeah. on mental health too. Right. I mean, like that's how you guys kind of reconnected. You went to college together. I don't know what your friendship looked like in the few years after college, but I assume like most people just you're in different places. You're doing different things. You just, you like each other's Instagrams. You kind of tangentially know what the other one is up to. How did you guys come up with this together? Like what was the like um, connecting tie? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is it's like exactly what you what you said. Also, this is Sophia. I never introduced my voice. Hello, um, Sophia. It's your voice. Hello. But yeah, like the way <laughs> that we sort of originally started talking, like you said, was sort of over Instagram after like a few years after college. Mm -hmm. We had worked for the same sexual health organization when we were in undergrad, but sort of like we were a couple of years apart in school. So we only had some overlap, but I always thought Julie was like really cool. <laughs> um, and then so we started talking over Instagram and like I would be like, oh, my God, I love your outfit. Like, oh, I love your shoes. And like one time, I think, Joel, you posted this dress and I was like, wow, that's an incredible dress. And that kind of started our like clothing relationship because mm -hmm. I started looking for the dress and anytime I saw it I would send it to, to Jolie mm -hmm. and be like look I found the dress <laughs> um and sort of at the same time like we started talking a lot I think it's especially at the end of 2019 and going into 2020 we started talking about politics and we started talking about sort of we were you know we both were very anxious about the state of the world yeah. um, and trying to find ways to process it and ways to get involved. Like we both started doing online canvassing and texting and finding ways to get involved with different campaigns and efforts. And I don't know, like, I, I think that we sort of just at a certain point, like we were talking pretty much all the time. I just remember feeling like very relieved and just happy to be able to talk with somebody about both like my love of clothing and shopping and also like thinking critically about the world around me and like how I want to live in it and participate in it and I think you know I, I remember like very distinctly us texting like after your Instagram sale and I was like yeah like I really want to you know like get stuff out of my closet too and I really like we had both been doing sort of like these the Instagram fundraisers that um, you were talking about Caroline we were like yeah like what if we started a marketplace Julie had the idea for the donations which I thought was awesome both because you're donating to different causes but also because that 20 percent is a number like 20 percent is like a pretty big chunk yeah. um and I know that that's always discouraged me from selling on other sites because I'm like that's a lot of money to be giving up to sort of like the void but the idea of it going somewhere that is good 
was very motivating. I think something that you guys are touching on is really important, which like also sort of occurred to me after the election in 2016. Um, and though we don't usually talk politics on this podcast, I think everyone kind of knows where I stand. Um, but after, you know, after the election, I was kind of like taking an inventory and feeling like I had been guilty of just sort of coasting and being like, well, you know, like we're pretty progressive. Like Obama will take care of it. And like, everything's good. Like all my friends are Democrats. Like, or I think this was even before so much of the, the, like even the, the like far left stuff was taking over. And now I would say I'm more progressive than I was four years ago. But after, after that, you know, that's when I started doing like operation Santa and, and doing donors choose fundraising, um, which I still do now because I was like, I was, it was kind of a way to, to feel less guilty about how little I had been paying attention to so much like inequity and injustice. Um, and I feel like I've just been playing catch up ever since. And I think that like you guys really took this idea of like, okay, well, what can, you know, cause not all of us can make like $3,000 donations or like even set up a monthly donation of $50. Like no one really has a job right now and everything is really uncertain. And, you know, like, I don't know. I just think that, that you have to kind of take survey of what you can do. I think anxiety marketplace is a really good example of like, okay, well, what do I like to do? How can this help? And I wanted to list all of the things that Anxiety Marketplace helps um, and not just the cause that you donate 20% to. First of all, you guys use USPS. So you're sending mail all the time, right? Um, Jolie especially has developed a very close relationship with her uh, mail carrier. Uh, Jolie, you yes, he's my biggest fan. Yeah, he like, he like <laughs> didn't know. Tell, tell us a little bit about... Um, him not you you like it's not like you know because in new york city you don't like talk to your mail carrier that much especially if you live in a doorman building they're usually talking to the doorman they're not talking to you but now you're best friends with your mail carrier how did this happen yeah so i live in a doorman building in new york which is a luxury that i do not take for granted especially now but um so what that means for those of you that don't live in a doorman building in New York is I don't have to go to the post office and I can just leave my packages with my doorman. And when USPS comes, they just pick up my packages and it's like the nicest thing. And pre-April, I had used that that feature a couple of times, but I didn't wasn't mailing out packages regularly. But then starting in April, I was like coming down with... Um, a couple packages a week and my doorman started like asking some questions just because that wasn't really happening um <laughs> for any other any other apartment and just like steadily I have been mailing out probably like 20 to 20, 25 packages a week and we'll come down with like a giant tote bag filled with things to send out to the USPS and my doorman was like the USPS guy wants to know what you're doing like where are you every yeah. day he comes he down like where are you yeah, like where are you selling things? <laughs> what is going on? And I was like, oh my god! Like, it's so funny. I single-handedly am saving the post office. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is me. Um, but yeah, so then I like told my doorman um, 
I was like, I sell on Instagram, like I have this platform and they were super excited about it. They told the USPS guy, apparently the USPS man has tried to sell on his own Instagram with, with mixed success, um, but wants to get in on it. Mm. And I was like, please just like call my apartment. I will come down. I'm always here. Like, you know that I'm here. Uh, I'll come talk to you. Um, But yeah, so now they have a bin for me where I can leave like all of my stuff. Oh my God, you have a dedicated Um, bin? I have a dedicated bin. It's like one of those plastic, one of those like plastic post office bins. Yeah. Or like, but like the guy knows to look for it. Um, Yeah. So they're my biggest champions. At first I was really embarrassed, but they're super on board and like really, they're really excited. They're like, you they can see the growth. They've been able more than anyone really can see Incredible. the volume of packages. Yeah. I love them. They're great. Yeah. So there's <laughs> the USPS option. And also, you know, um, Sophia and Jolie are not the only people that sell. Like anyone can sell in the marketplace. These two just have a vast collection of clothing that they've sourced over the years and months. And now with this kind of, I think, new venue in which to move things through, you guys are doing it more and more. Um, the other thing I wanted to note is that, you know, we talk a, a lot or at least we're starting to talk a little bit more about sustainability and ethical shopping. And, you know, the, there, it's, it's very hard to be ethical, um, an ethical consumer under capitalism. Like that's something that, you know, people say on this podcast all the time. And I think that, that I try to strike a nice balance with because it is like a consumer podcast. Um, you know, but there's also a lot of intersectionality there. Like a lot of big brands, a lot of expensive brands, like do not fit plus sizes. Um, there's not a lot of accessibility. If you don't live in a big metropolitan area, those are all things I said before. But again, a lot of these reseller accounts are all about sort of curating this aesthetic that is a little unattainable. It definitely is good for sales because it's another form of marketing, but they don't allow, a lot of them don't allow fast fashion. And the issue with that, and you guys are inclusive and you're like list, whatever, it doesn't matter, like vintage, high end, fast fashion, whatever. But, and, and I think that that's really admirable because the amount of textiles in landfills can be directed back to a lot of fast fashion. So the more fast fashion that you can get out of, um, you know, your closet and into someone else's. And like you said earlier, Jolie, like closing the loop, uh, you know, if it keeps one piece out of a landfill, it's a success. So like, I think that, yes, there's a lot of talk of, you know, no more H&M, no more Forever 21. That's not necessarily like super reasonable for people. Um, and so being able to share those pieces on a place like anxiety marketplace where it's like one person bought it from the store and now it's going to kind of pass its way through. I think that that's really, really helpful. And then also it's early September. So you guys just made your big donation from August. I know. So he was making a face and I agree. It, I, someone called it sixth March and I was like, yes, it's, <laughs> it's very much. Um, so you guys just made your big donation to the cause of August, which was sister's van, um, and tell us a little bit how much you have been able to donate, like starting, you know, your first month, how much did you donate your second? Like where, where is it growing? Um, Sophia, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's definitely. So this past month we donated, was it 3,300? Wow. 3,301. Yeah. And that was yes. huge. <laughs> I mean, cause it represented so many like community sales and just, I don't know. I was pretty like overcome by it because that's 
such a like that amount of money represented like the contributions of so many different people yeah um which is what I always loved about your empty your Venmo fundraisers because it just it's a collective action by a number of people that none of us would have been able to do on our own yeah and it just doesn't Um, make a big difference to you you know like yeah if you can afford it then then you can contribute I think it's the same thing with this like three thousand dollars even more than that is if everyone donates just the basic 20%, that's over fi- like $15,000 in sales, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know about math. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, don't know. Barely I had to have it. Alex help with okay, that. Okay, cool. But yeah. that I would say so 20% is like a fifth of a whole. So it would I would say three times five, which is 15, right? Yeah, that sounds perfect. I love that about me. That's um, amazing. So yeah, so like, you know, in 31 days, the entire marketplace did $15,000 worth of, of sales, which is yes. incredible. When we started, I think our first donation, we so after we started Anxiety Marketplace and like after Jolie's like initial initial closet sale on her own Instagram, we continued with donating to the National Domestic Workers Alliance. Mm -hmm. And I think we donated like a couple hundred dollars. Um, And it kind of stayed like, and that felt like a great amount too. It was like, yeah, like why not? Yeah. It was like 115. It wasn't a couple hundred. It was like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. very little. (laughs) But we kept building up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to go from what, so that was April, May. April. April, yeah. So April, you donate one hundred and fifteen dollars. Second March, second March, right? <laughs> also known as second March. In April, you donate one hundred and fifteen dollars. In August, you donate over three thousand. I mean, like that kind of growth. Like I'm not in the startup world, but I imagine that that is impressive. Um, have you seen more people kind of get on board in the last in the last couple months? Yeah, definitely. And like, I think the first thing, the first time for me that it kind of like clicked, I was like, okay we're getting somewhere was one of our first sellers um, said to us like, yeah, like the money that I make from selling, I can actually donate to other places. Like I've, I've like expanded wow. my capacity both to like support myself yeah, and also to do more mutual aid work like outside of this, in addition to the 20% that I'm donating. Yeah. And that was really exciting. I was like, yeah, awesome. You I know, like that. it's, that's great. And I think I've definitely noticed a lot more people getting on board and I, I don't know. I was always like worried about buying. I was like, well, are people going to be into this? Are people as anxious as I am yeah. and trying to find ways to live at the intersections of like joy and like mortal terror? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes. <laughs> I feel like I've been living <laughs> at that ex- yes. uh, intersection for a long time. Yep. Yeah. I think since I was born, maybe it's like a very possible. <laughs> was, yeah, we were born there. <laughs> Uh, emerging out of the sewer at that intersection, like the like Pennywise the clown. Um, Literally, that is me. Um, yes, I think but that that's great. so cool. Yeah, I I was like I, the thing about Goodwill, and I do a lot of donating. Or up until now, I feel like I did a lot of donating to Goodwill. Um, stuff that I just don't really have the energy to put on Poshmark or like things that I'm like, you know, this is a white T-shirt. Like it's perfectly fine, but I'm like, am I gonna really sell a white T-shirt to someone? Um, but there was a Goodwill run that I did. I don't know. I can't even, I can't even imagine when I did it, but I was there and the woman was like telling me about how, oh, she couldn't find a tag on something. There wasn't a tag and it was busy and she didn't want to, this was a while ago. She didn't want to, um, I could tell she was feeling a little like tired and lazy and she was like, I don't really feel like like going to the back and like getting the scan and the blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm just going to give this to you. And I was like, ah, no, I don't want it. Like, don't give it to me. I'll pay for it. And she's like, I don't know how much it costs. Like, I'm just going to throw it in. You're buying a bunch of stuff anyway. 
and I was like so uncomfortable with it, but I was like, you know, okay, I'll, I'll whatever. And she goes, trust me, there is a warehouse the size of this store. And this is a big, you know, Goodwill that has like 50 foot. It's like an old warehouse converted into a Goodwill. It's huge. It's like a Costco size Goodwill. And she goes, we have a separate warehouse that is this big that has, is just cages, floor to ceiling of clothing. Like they're not going to miss this dress. Like it is okay. You know, like round up your purchase and it'll go towards X, Y, and Z. And it made me think like, you know, am I real? Like you you think you donate to Goodwill and like, okay, now all this stuff's going to go on the hangers and someone's going to buy it. And I'm like keeping clothes out of landfills and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I think they, I think a lot of clothes that you donate to Goodwill end up going to landfills. And that's not, that's nothing. It's not a knock against Goodwill. It's just a knock against how few avenues there are for getting rid of the clothing that's in your closet. Um, you, everyone goes to Goodwill. Every single person who has ever donated clothing has dropped off a box of clothes at Goodwill. So if you like do the math, it's just impossible for it to all be available. Uh, and to think that like I have ignorantly kind of dropped off a box of clothing and been like, I did a good job. Like I donated. And to think that that stuff or, or stuff that it moved out of the way, like also went into a landfill is like, Okay. Well, what's the point? So I feel like it just overwhelming. Keep, it's overwhelming. Just keeping it in that loop is really, really helpful. And I think that was like, yeah. And that was like our, I mean, we already talked a little bit about this, but the idea of the, like including fast fashion, mm-hmm. that obviously the ideal is like consuming less, needing less, you know, having this great closet, you know, with my little capsule of, I mean, it's never going to happen. Yeah. But, um, but that's yeah, it's not it's not realistic and it's it's not reasonable as much as I'd like for everything I own to be like locally sourced linen. Um, that's just yeah, yeah, it's just never going to happen. And that's OK. Totally. <laughs> the fantasy of having like the one little clothing rack that's like two white sweaters, like one right. pair of Chelsea boots like that shit is for magazines only like that is not what my closet looks like my closet's a nightmare but it's like my nightmare you know that's my nightmare um it belongs it belongs to us I know and it was surprising to me at first like you know we started listing things that you know from our own closets or from other other folks closets that were from places like H&M or Banana Republic and they all sold and yes it's not like people want things that look good to them and that they'll feel good in. And And also they already know their sizes. So like in a, in a place like anxiety marketplace, it's like, you know, it's not like you're buying. I mean, I think people have been very, I know from this community, people are very open. Like if you got something that totally didn't fit you, you could like, I know that you guys encourage people to put it back on the marketplace. Like I sent, um, a G thanks listener, Abby, a pair of Madewell jeans that I had been selling and she got, they were brand new and they just like weren't for me. And it turns out they weren't for her either. And then she immediately relisted them for what she bought. Someone else bought them and they were like a perfect fit. So it's like, great. Okay. Sometimes it just has to move through a few people, um, to get to where it needs to be. And then I will also say before we take a quick break that people also just send you guys boxes of clothing and just say like, okay, just donate every, like just sell it and donate everything. Um, it's pretty incredible. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. Okay, we're back. So my question is, before we get into our items, there's a few things I want to cover. Um, are your partners annoyed at how many items of clothing are taking over your apartments and houses right now? 
what what would make you think that <laughs> can't imagine why so in our group chat we uh we are often lamenting that um that we now just like live in a sea of coats or a sea of dresses or just a sea of bags in general uh how are you guys I have a dedicated I have an office here and you know, my rule, the rule that I have to live by is like, if it's happening in this room and like, it's not taking over the rest of the house, we're good. But it's when it's when I start inching into common space that, that it becomes a communication, um, disconnect. Uh, what's it like for you guys? I dream for an office. Um, that's not at all my reality, (laughs) but, I think that it's been, it's been a lot of um, good necessary communication that we've <laughs> needed to have and um, has made us stronger as a couple. No, um, <laughs> I bet um, it, it's it's been a good exercise in communication. Um, yeah, I mean, I it happened all so quickly that we didn't really get a chance to plan. Uh, for like what it could look like. I think it was kind of one day I had a lot of stuff and one day I had a lot of stuff. Yeah. But Alex has a full-time job still. He is uh, lucky enough to still be employed. So he is during like working hours during the week at his desk that we had to make um, in like a makeshift office area. So we've kind of just like, I'm in the other room, which is the bedroom and have kind of contained my stuff here. Uh Um. It's not great, but I we definitely have tried to um, be accommodating of each other's personal space and just kind of stuff things in bags, label stuff. Um, so nice. You, you know, he's he's trying. It's not. I wouldn't. If he does. He did make the really good point once of like, if he did this, I would. I would yeah, leave. Like obviously. absolutely. No. Yeah, like absolutely not. And I'm like, <laughs> well. Well, then, good, what do you want me to do with that? Be like, good thing you're good not. Thing then. You didn't do it. Good thing you didn't yeah, do it. Thing, then that's what I always say <laughs> good to thing Dan. This was my idea. Yeah, right. Um, exactly. <laughs> when it's me, yeah. Dan always says like, you don't see your own mess, but like, God forbid, Dan left a pair of socks out. Like, oh, he would hear about it. Oh, but, it would be over. But my socks on the floor are cute and fun and add to the character of the room. Um, and I'm tired, so right. I left at six o'clock in the morning right. and left my <laughs> socks on the floor. Why didn't you pick them up? That's yeah. so weird. Wow. How about being helpful how about be it's called meeting me halfway have have you heard of it right exactly Sophia what about what about you and your husband (laughs) so interestingly enough um we both have our own I don't want to call them vices I'll call them interests yeah you know we both have our own hobbies and interests outside of our uh nine to five or in my case my five to five yeah and for him like my my husband's a musician um that's not his career, but he he's a fantastic guitar player. And oh. his quarantine hobby has been guitars. And it's been this opportunity for him to really, like, delve into, um, like, different types of guitars. And he's become a he big purveyor, yes, of Facebook Marketplace. Oh, my God. So that is a we, huge thing to collect. Yeah. That is so different from Yeah, he has um, no leg to stand on if he's mad yeah, about it. Like, <laughs> 
coats. He's going to kill me. He's collecting. Um, we have one acoustic guitar him. in this house, and I literally never stop talking about how annoying I think it is. And it's so I mean, out of my way. How many guitars are in your house right now? A lot. There are a lot of guitars. They're hanging on the walls. Wait, which is define kind of cool. a lot. Are we talking more than four? Yes. More than six? Yes. More than 10? Probably. Oh my God. What? Yeah, and so we both have our own thing. And so we kind of, like, check each other. Like, I'm like, look at this sweater I'm going to buy. And he's like, look at this amp I'm going to buy. And then we talk about it, and we're kind of like, okay, what are what's, like, is this reasonable in our one-bedroom apartment? What are we doing? Oh, my God. And so we kind of check each other and have our own. It, but it, we also, like, recognize it as each other's, like, comfort thing. Yeah, and it makes So it's been happy. kind of nice. Yeah, and, like, hey, I don't mind hearing lovely guitar all the time and – I, I've learned a lot about um, different types of guitars, <laughs> and he has learned a lot about like my aptitude for finding cool things. Yeah, um, he actually sold two things on Anxiety Marketplace. Wow, that's so supportive. Yeah, he sold a uh, was it two? It might have actually been one thing. He sold a he sold a fleece. Cool. Um, and he was really excited. He was like, "I sold my fleece." You know. Was- yeah, there's that high. There's that high. Wow. It is very validating when somebody wants something that you yeah. owned or found. Totally. Like, it makes you feel like you have good taste or did at one point and like just know what people want. Yeah. And this is like my dream. Like I love finding stuff. And I think Jolie's too. Like we really bonded over this. And um, like we finding things that people will like and will bring them joy. Yeah. And like that I don't have to just focus on myself. You know, it's like – when I go, yeah, like I do aimless shopping too. It's like, I'll go out and I'll be like, wow, this is cool. This is cool. This isn't my size. This doesn't look good on me, but it's really cool. I would love for this to be in mm. somebody else's closet. So having the ability to do that is like kind of beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And I love giving gifts. Like I'm a very yes. good gift giver. Mm-hmm. And if I have to like buy somebody a present, I'm a per- I'm very good at it. And I feel like this is an extension of that and it's like because I don't have to waste all not waste but I can make some money I'm not losing money and like getting all these people gifts that I don't know and then just not recouping anything so it is a more sustainable way to like find really good gifts and treasures and just like things that somebody else would want it's it's so fun yeah it is really fun and I will add to that that even today I am selling out sending out rather um, this so cute, um, I think it's like, it was like handmade. I got it, um, in like an online thrift, uh, manic episode and I got it because Lindsay, um, Hoffer, who is a listener of G thanks, um, has purchased a few of my things through anxiety marketplace. And now I'm like, Oh, I feel like I know her style. And when I saw this, I was like, Oh, I'm going to get it. And I bet she will love it. And if she doesn't, someone else will love it. Or I'll just like, it was also like comically, there's so many things that I buy, um, that are not my size just because I love them so much and I want to find someone who will love it. Um, but this was like comically small and I know that she's tiny. And so, uh, I think I put it up on anxiety marketplace and like kind of was like, I'll send this to her in like a few days if like no one claims it or if I don't think she's seen it yet. And like within like 20 minutes, she was like, I really love this. And I was like, I thought of you when I got it. And it made me so happy because it also makes me feel like, you know, you guys are building a community on your platform. I'm trying to build a community on G thanks. Like this isn't, you know, I think that a a big part of, 
of of people's apprehension about a shopping podcast in November, like even before coronavirus was like, do we really need another, you know, podcast about consuming? And and I I was so defensive of it, but I was like, people are just going to have to figure it out, you know, as they go. But like, I really am not trying to make a podcast about consuming. Um, I'm trying to get people to be thoughtful about you know, like I'm trying to just make life a little bit easier, like through buying things, which is what we will all have to do anyway. If you want to like go totally off the grid and never purchase anything again, like that's great. Let me know how it goes. I would love that, but I don't think it's realistic. Um, but I think that there's something really great about like listening to people talk about the things that they have purchased that have truly made them happy. Um, I feel like there's a huge meme. There's a lot of meme culture about like, well, today's the day. Like I just bought $150 worth of like X. And I think this is it. This is going to be the thing that changes my life and like makes me really happy. And I feel that so hard, but also, um, on every episode of the show, I've really tried to get guests to be, I'm like, I don't care what it is. It doesn't have to be aspirational. It doesn't have to be sexy. It doesn't have to be expensive or like a beauty product or whatever. I just want this thing that you want to talk about. And I feel like that is a good tool for building community. Like people want to talk about like their neti pots and people want to talk about like, I don't know, someone brought like a meat thermometer like a while ago and like was so excited about it that I was like, damn, meat thermometers. Like that's, that's amazing. Um, and it's the same thing with anxiety marketplace. It's like, it's fun to see what people are buying. You know, it's fun to see like what people want and like what brings them joy. And then being able to be like, I'm going to find that for you or to put two people together who like, you know, through the platform and being like, you have something that this person's going to want to buy. And then 20% at least of that is going to go to help someone else. I think it's really amazing. You guys have done an amazing job. Um, and you, ins- you, you were such an inspiration. Honestly, like I followed wire, followed wire Caro. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the early iteration of G thanks wire Caro. Yeah. And I don't think like we didn't know each other. Like I didn't Mm-mm. talk, but I was always responding to the thread. I and that. I think once I was like, when you, you had posted this, um, it was like the, the vacuum seal bags <gasps> for traveling. traveling. Mm-hmm. And I was like, LOL, I literally have been sticking my vacuum into Ziploc bags. I remember that. <laughs> I actually really like, remember that. I'm like, I'm chaos. It's fine. But I've loved, I mean, I think that that, like, your approach to thinking about, like, finding joy and being okay with finding ways to feel happy, even under the, like, stress of the world, is very comforting to me. And it definitely was something that I had in mind when we were creating this of like how yeah how do we bring like we all live in contradictions and yeah intersections that don't that don't necessarily always fit together but it but it's who we are mm-hmm. and we have to find ways to move forward even when it feels like everything we do is wrong or that's that it isn't working a great point yeah we're ever evolving we're ever learning like it it is true yeah I feel like you guys have done such an incredible job. I'm extremely supportive of, of anxiety marketplace because I think that the, you know, the buying and the reselling and the, and the vintage stuff is like a huge thing right now, but no one was really taking it to the next step and, and using it as a way to give back. And I think that that's really great. Um, we could talk about it forever, but I really desperately need to know what you guys brought. So, um, Jolie, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what okay. did you bring? What is your item? What did you bring? Did you think just bought it? Okay. So it's a two-parter. Okay. Um, 
Well, it's actually a three-parter, but we'll start with a two-parter. I will say that, like, as these episodes go, so many people are like, okay, yeah, well, I actually brought 12 things, but we're going to (laughs) start, and I love it so much. It's like, I feel like we need to, I need to build, like, a Patreon out where, like, everyone build, brings, like, an extra thing, and we, like, put it behind a paywall, and the paywall goes to uh, a good cause or whatever, but, okay, so a three-parter. Let's hear it. What did you bring? Okay, so... Um, the first thing that I brought is this sponge. It is the Miss Oops deodorant removing sponge, the original. The original. Um, it's okay. That's what, what it says, the original. Um, I will say that I've had this list of things I wanted to bring for a while, and somebody <laughs> on the G Thanks Facebook last week posted this sponge <gasps> as like their one object, as like the thing they would bring, and I fully lost my mind because I have not ever in my life and I've been using this met someone who y- knew what it was See, and your kindred spirit among I, I completely lost it I, I love cannot it. believe it what is it um, so okay yeah so it is this sponge and it removes deodorant powder <gasps> or other oops marks is what it says in quotations it is a lifesaver I am a really sweaty person I, we've talked about this before. Like I'm going to get Botox in my armpits to prevent the sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do eventually. it Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Sophia's going to do it. I cannot wait. But in the meantime, I'm going to wear like deodorant and it's going to be the white, like Mitchum stuff and it's going to get on everything. And I've used this since high school, not the same one, <laughs> but it, and it just, instead of like, cause I guess the one thing when you the one thing you're taught, like if you want to get rid of deodorant is that you rub the fabric together, but that's not really good for the fabric and it doesn't work on all fabrics. This thing, you just kind of rub it on the deodorant on any fabric that you have and it gets the deodorant marks off and it is so effective and doesn't like pull or tear or like move the fabric in any way. And it works on everything. I have used this literally since high school this like small store in my town um was selling them and my mom and I my mom is like she if she had been born like a couple decades later she would be like a columnist for the New York Times about like cleaning things um but she was the one that introduced me to it and it even on this box it says it was it's an allure best of beauty winner uh-huh. but nobody knows about it um you and you use it dry like you don't have to get it wet it's like you, a perfect so you, sponge I was just gonna ask you don't get it wet yeah, you don't get it wet. It's a dry sponge, and oh. there's like little sparkles. Um, and when it lo- so what they say is when it loses its shine, that's when you replace it. And it comes with two, um, in each one. So you just replace it when it. And how um, long does it keep its shine? For a while, like a couple, like a couple. Honestly, a couple of years <gasps> at this point. Like wow. I don't. I think it lasts forever. Like it definitely gets less shiny, but like you don't need to. It's so quick. Like you don't. And you just use like a little part of it. It's a decent, it's like maybe like a three by three sponge. Like you just use like a little section of it. And so that's one of my biggest hacks for getting deodorant. Really any stain. Like I've used it on um on like suede. If there's like a mark on a suede I was shoe, just going like, to ask to like define like a, another oops mark. That isn't because like my version of like an oops is like, oh, there's like tomato sauce all over my white shirt. I imagine like. I have to bring in the big guns for that. Like what else? Right. I like have to like eat naked because I like will spill shit (laughs) all over myself. Um, Also same. Yeah. Right. Who doesn't? Uh, We're in a pandemic. Anything goes. Um, But I mean, I'm, I'm, as you're talking, I'm having these like visceral 
like these memories of like going to work in in 2010 in like a black dress that had like mm-hmm. the, and just being like uh, I'm 22 like I don't really know like ooh, ooh. um uh I would have loved this uh what else so it can get out like a like could it get out like a pen mark on suede or like or like I don't know yeah like, what, I, what if it was like a fresh pen mark mm-hmm. it might okay I think it like whatever it does it like somehow really gently moves fabric like particles in a way that kind of just like lifts something up but it, I would if it's like something scuffed or there's like a little mark or something yeah it just kind of like removes it um I don't really like powder makeup is a it removes makeup that, right, um that's a great one. Oh my god you get like maybe like foundation or powder like on your black clothes Who yeah doesn't also have that orange ring on their collar mm-hmm. Sick. Every shirt. Every, every shirt. shirt. Um, where does it come from? Where does it come from? My one of my best friends growing up it was like a bit. We used to. Call, she was. She was, just, was in bronzer, like just head to toe bronzer, and bronzer used to like get on her walls. Um, we make fun of her now. I don't know if this still, Kara, if you're out there, like call in and let me know. But um, yeah, we used to make fun of her because like bronzer would be like on the walls of her house. Uh, I imagine like that. This is sort of like the Mister Eraser for clothing. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's I love it. That. And so how much does it cost, Julie? And where do you get like it? $6. It's really cheap. Maybe $6 or something on, you can get on Amazon. I have mine from the store in my hometown mm-hmm. um, that Shout I it out. like. Small business. Patronize. Uh, Pink on Palmer. It's Pink on Palmer and on Palmer Avenue in Larchmont, uh-huh. New York. Um, um great great makeup store I, I hope they're still around I don't know um because I got this a couple maybe like a year or two ago wow. um but yeah it's amazing and it's really I feel like this is a good um hack if you are selling clothes um because sometimes you're you don't need to if especially if it's like a a more delicate piece and you want to just spruce it up. Maybe you, it's everything. People know it's pre-owned. People know that they're buying something that someone else may have worn. Um, and just take a look and kind of just dust it off with the sponge and get any marks off of it before you take pictures. It's a really good way to kind of make something fresh. Have you, which leads. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say it leads me into my, into my adjacent product. Okay, and now um, I'm, I was I, my last question about Miss Oops is like, can you give me an example of something that you had put up for sale on Anxiety Marketplace that you used this on? It was like, oh wow, okay, night and day. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So I had this um, black American Apparel like T-shirt dress that I hadn't worn in years, and I took it out and I realized there was like a white mark on the bottom of it. Like clearly, I had pulled it over and. Um, had hit deodorant like whatever I wore years ago and I just like ran the Miss Oops over it immediately came off time it didn't like years old deodorant stain years old deodorant stain yeah I mean for some people might be like oh my god and then you sold that but like yeah it was a deodorant it's clean it's not like dirty it didn't make any marks like it was fine um and instead of just like putting it in the washer and wasting water and then having to hang dry because it's like a dress that you need to be careful when you dry or so get wrinkly like I just took the sponge and little dusted it off a little bit and no one was the wiser except right now yeah now you know all the secrets um if if we were still carrying purses and going places I feel like I would put this in my bag and yes it would just Mm -hmm. stay there can it be like loose in the bag or do you put it in a little baggie 
I keep it loose in the bag. Like I really, I, the creator of Miss Oops is going to send me a message being like, why are you telling everyone <laughs> to why are you lying? treat it with <laughs> abandon? But I just throw it and I don't feel like it absorbs anything. Like mm. it, it doesn't, it, it deflects like the particles and stuff. I just keep it in there and it, and it, it works. I think. Wow. I need really, one. Yeah. It's amazing. I need one too. And then I just want to like get shit all over my clothes and then just like wipe it off do it yeah just test it yeah put it through the test god and i use like men's deodorant too like i like bring out the heavy heavy duty stuff Mm -hmm. i smell like my own like boyfriend i smell like i'm like having an affair every time i put deodorant (laughs) on you know what i mean like because dan uses like a different deodorant so i'm like who's this man uh i can't remember the exact it's like the green too but it smells so good but i'm sure people like i'm sure i smell like um like a one night stand if I'm ever in public. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like she woke up and like had to Ooh, use his like deodorant. Cocoon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Julie, you would. We trade sometimes. Yeah, like, why not? Jeremy, like, Jeremy will use my Mega Babe and I'll use his like red pine, whatever. I haven't like, gotten. It smells nice. Have you gotten your. Um, did you. Do you use. So you guys. You do both use natural deodorant? I no. It depends on the day. Okay. I've tried it. I'm too sweaty of a person. I just, yeah, my father-in-law is like um, a chemist and and Ooh. like knows too much about what's in deodorant, and I'm like, don't tell me. I'm like, I don't want to know. I like let me, <laughs> like I'll take. I'll just it's it works. It's fine. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, Jolie, did you have another item that you wanted to talk about? Yeah. So related to that, um, as I've now mentioned multiple times, I'm a really sweaty person, um, <laughs> and <laughs> I, um, I also until very recently was not uh, and then again re- now I'm not able to afford dry cleaning so this was like something I, I for a really short period of my life I was able to afford dry cleaning so mm-hmm. this was um, this was something that I discovered before that and now I'm really leaning heavily into again mm-hmm. um, so these are the laundress sprays so I have two with me now um, I have a mini travel one that's fabric fresh and then I have a full-size one that is wool and cashmere spray specifically. Oh. And they are, they, so they're meant to freshen and deodorize. The Laundress is my favorite, um, like, detergent, shampoo brand. Like, I haven't done, like, I only bring, like, really, really, really special things to the actual dry cleaner. Like, sweaters, cashmere, everything. Mm-hmm. I use the Laundress. Because it costs, um, like and this $30 to get something dry cleaned. It is so expensive. It's like buying the thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I would need, like, an at-home exactly. dry cleaning <laughs> system would be really helpful. So this is really, exactly. is it actually works? Yes. So Laundress is, like, basically an at-home dry cleaning system. It's, like, I use it. If I'm, I need to actually wash something, then I'll only use laundress, wool and cashmere, like shampoo or delicate shampoo. Um, that's what they call it, shampoo, mm-hmm. not uh, detergent. Of course, um, but then these, <laughs> but then these sprays are amazing for times that it's literally just your pits that like mm-hmm. got a little smelly, or maybe when you get something secondhand and it has like someone else's grandma's smell on it, or mm-hmm. from my grandma, and you just spray it on there. Your and it grandma's literal smell. Sure. My grandma's literal smell. Um, the non-toxic formula with antibacterial properties adds scent while removing odor. Spray to freshen sweaters, suits, coats, hats, and blankets between washes. Uh, natural moth repellent. This spray works great for closet stores and long-term storage. Ideal for items labeled dry clean. So 
I use this on literally everything. I spray my, if I wear a coat, literally after wearing a coat out, because I sweat this much, if I go outside wearing a coat, I will spray this in the pits before I hang it up. Um, wow. And it just like gets rid of any spray and then, uh, or get any smell. And then the wool and cashmere spray, if I wear a sweater for a couple of hours or I wear something that would normally need to be dry cleaned and I just wear it for a couple hours, I just spray it. Maybe like you do the thing where like with perfume, you really yeah, like, like spray it and then you and walk you, into yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But I do it with my sweater. So I'll spray and then I'll like walk my sweaters through it. Um, and it's incredible. And it gets rid of, it just gets rid of the smell. Now, what about like my only question and like that I, I believe you, but I just need to to be like a little bit of a naysayer for a while. Like when you smell Febreze, you know that Febreze is there to like cover up something. Like whenever you smell mm -hmm. Febreze, you also are like, oh, I'm like not what I'm not supposed to be smelling right now is like a shit. Um, mm -hmm. and <laughs> I can say that, um, uh, my but, cat's urine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you kind of, you start, you start, uh, correlating that the smell of the air freshener, like have you ever been mm -hmm. in a restaurant and like someone, or, you know, remember rest, okay. Remember restaurants, we would all be in the same room. No. Okay. I'm familiar. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, back in 2019 when we'd go to restaurants and if you guys don't know what a restaurant is, just Google it. You might remember from the old days. Okay. Um, someone would come out of the bathroom smelling like Glade apple cinnamon. Like, <laughs> and you're like, okay, now I'm never eating again. Like, just like, what do you, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm a big no, like fan in the, in just like a bathroom situation, just like lighting a match. And I fear that with the laundress stuff, after a while, I would start thinking of that smell as the cover up. Right. I, f I hear you, but I don't think it does that. And really? I think that the people who have designed the laundress, like the people behind it, they were really particular in the sense that they used mm -hmm. and like the purpose of it. Like, I don't want anyone listening to this thing that like, I don't wash my clothes. Like I do laundry all the time. I like, I do wash my clothes, I swear. Um, but this is more, it's not like a substitute okay. for doing laundry or for actually washing clothes when they need to be washed it's just like it's like you wear deodorant because you need to like or at least for me like I need to smell good like you just kind of it's meant just to kind of freshen up and okay. yeah freshen and deodorize is what it says and I think that they were really particular with the scents that they used mm -hmm. um this one is cedar and the other one I have is classic which oh, is really that. just a, a linen-y smell and how much um, are those yeah so the full size which is four fluid ounces is $10 and the travel one, which is two ounces is I think $2. That's yeah. So bad. it's pretty cheap. Yeah. It I like lasts that. for a while. I bought it. Yeah. I'm on your recommendation. I, I love it. I think it saves me so much time, especially if it's just something that like, I don't want to have to go through washing it again or I just want yeah. to smell a little good. I will. I'll link to everything in the show notes and I will give credit to, you know, obviously, yeah, I, I'm realizing that like Febreze's whole marketing, um, like sort of corner is like, Hey, like you don't wash anything. So just <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every commercial, it's like, Hey, your couch smells like, like a fart. Like here's Febreze. You know what I mean? Like sometimes a lot of the things that Febreze says it handles is like, maybe you guys just like do your laundry more. Um, but I like the idea of having a product that will like kind of prolong the time in between those washes exactly exactly yes it's not a substitute but it is just kind of a 
a stopgap between needing to spend $30 to get something dry cleaned and smelling and smelling nice, just smelling new again. I love that. The incredible, the Miss Oops, the, the entire laundress line, but especially the wool and cashmere. And then the one that's just like for anything, like a, just this a fabric fresh, fabric yeah, fresh. Fabric. Okay. I love that. Wool. I also, I use it on any, I do not stick to only wool and cashmere. I have yet to ruin or do something that I would prefer I hadn't done to a piece of clothing by nice. using the what the wool and cashmere spray safe on enough something for else. free for all but strong enough yes. for wool and cashmere I love it okay we're going to take another quick break when we, we come back Sophia's going to tell us what she brought imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, we're back. Jolie, those are really good recommendations, and I love a theme. Um, we're talking about clothes, so we're talking about how to keep clothes clean. Sophia, you're up. What did you bring? So because, like I mentioned, I am just chaos in human form. Uh-huh. My things are not very related. It's just, like, the things that I like sometimes. You know, Perfect. Stuff. Um, okay. They are kind of all clothes related, though, in Great. a way. Um, the first thing is like, you know how when you paint your nails and then you immediately ruin them and it's terrible and you get it all over yourself in your clothes and your bathroom yes. and then you have to take it off, Yes, which is basically my whole life. Like I love having my nails painted. It makes me feel really good, but I'm really bad at it. And I also just like destroy everything around me um, because I have no patience. I'm like, okay, I've painted my nails. Now I need to write, you know, my essay and I'll right. like go on the computer or I'm like, I now need to do laundry. And then suddenly like, they're all like smudged um, up. Cause you didn't, just, you didn't let like, them dry. Really, yeah. Like why would I let my nails dry after all of that work? Mm-hmm. So right before uh, quarantine and I was studying for my boards and I was sad. Um, so I went to Ulta and like bought myself some nail polish just kind of on a li- on a whim. And it was this nail polish, Essie Expressy. And it changed my life. <laughs> the brush shape is incredible. It's extremely easy to use. Even when you're using your non-dominant hand, I'm rarely getting stuff all over myself and it dries in like two seconds. Um, does it need a top coat? No. Oh, does not need a top coat. Actually, I put a top coat on and then it chipped. It was very weird. But interesting. Um, no, two coats. That's it. Doesn't need a top coat. Looks great and like lasts for a pretty long time. Um, it's eight. It's like eight forty-five. You know, like the usual kind of. I feel like all nail polish is like eight forty-five, nine forty-five. You know, something yeah. like that. Funnily, um, always- Erica Cerullo um, and Claire uh, Mazer were on the podcast and. Erica also brought Olive and June nail polish. And we were talking Ooh. about how weirdly priced nail polish yeah. is. It's always like eight sixty two, And you're like, okay, I mean, fine. Okay, like fine. And it feels really expensive too. Like I hate, I'm like, yes. why is my nail polish $8? Yes. Like, yeah, like you said, you've talked about this stuff before. Yeah. But this one 
it's worth it. It has lasted me a long time and I can give myself manicures, which is great. How, um, so I actually noticed Expressy the other day at Target. <laughs> Target carries it. What I always wonder about these brands, and I don't know if you have any of the answers, but it's like if you've made something that's like so much better than your original thing, like who's right. still buying the original? Like, oh, no, I want to wait longer for my nail polish to dry. Thank you so much. I truly have, <laughs> I have all the time in the world. I want to sit here. Um, do you do you like put your hands in front of like the air conditioner or like a fan? You just like sit there and wait. No. Okay. It dries so quickly. How like, many coats are you doing? two two okay two coats i will never go back i have like my whole i actually have here like my little like container of nail polish oh wait cute show us what's in it um it's just like i've tried so many quick dry polishes like i have my like you know uh my sally hansen insta dry i like sally hansen insta i think i took this on your recommend like i use it on your recommendation yeah tell me i would like to point out that sophia is holding a like vintage tea kettle is what she's using she's literally like oh it's all my nail stuff and it's like this like grandma tea kettle i feel like that needs to be you're right clear. thank you These i appreciate are nail that. Stickers that jolie sent me oh yeah and then um, jolie's also like a big nail person yes I assume you guys both follow Sachi. I've talked about her nails all the time. Uh, She has incredible nail art. I'm just, I'm lucky if I can just get the polish on the nails. So I've been using this one. That's you got to try better than Sally Hansen. (laughs) Better. The brush shape is just, I I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I actually tried to use a different nail. Like I, I washed this brush off and like cleaned it off and tried to use it with another polish and it actually worked like the, like better than it would have otherwise. But this just, it just like, smooth sailing wow into the sunset you, with my nail polish do you do like the pre do you do like a full manicure on yourself where you like buff and shape and cut and do your cuticles I like do not have the time or the I have skill. no attention span for that Amazing. I just can't no like everything I do is like pretty haphazard and chaotic so uh-huh. I needed something and like part of that is being a med student part of that is just who I am so I need something that's like very simple that's so <laughs> and straightforward hold up that color again I want to see what it is Ooh, yeah what's it called it's so cute this is oh what are you saffron the move I don't is that a pun that I'm not yeah. understanding like saffron it's saffron on dash on the move. oh on the move. i understand yeah okay every yeah, who makes up nail polish funny. names i don't know a question what's this one time is money but time spelled t-h-y-m-e is money that's not yeah. but that's Just, a what who's that what okay i mean fine whatever um you and erica should talk uh i would love that she's been using yes. a terracotta olive have you done olive and june yet no, I haven't. But I remember, yeah, I remember hearing about it and being like, Ooh. I bought it for all of my like family members for Christmas yeah. with the little poppy, the poppy like, thing. Mm-hmm. That was Erica's recommendation. Do you know about the poppy, Sophia? No. Okay, I'm gonna get the poppy. Keep telling me. I'm like literally getting up out of my chair to go get it. <laughs> Tell me about about uh, perfecting your manicure with your non-dominant hand, both of you. And also, like, Ooh. you guys, or Jolie, I know you do, but Sophia, have you, got, like, ventured into the world of, like, the stick, the the Manny me or the whatever? Because I haven't because I just don't. One time I got acrylics and it, I felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. Um, I can only just paint my nails. So I need to know more about, like, kind of when you're ready to paint your nails, like, how, wh- how do you set yourself up? And I'm going to go get the poppy. Yeah. I... <laughs> How do I set myself up? Uh, very haphazardly. I'm just like, I cut my nails, maybe. 
I'm like, okay, I'm ready. And then usually I'm sitting in front of the TV to keep myself occupied. And I just start painting my nails. I start with my non-dominant hand. And that always goes like pretty well, which is exciting because I'm like, oh, look at me. Like I'm very and it dexterous. gives you confidence. Yeah, lots of confidence. And then I do the other one. And I think, I think at this point it's become muscle memory because I do it pretty frequently. Mm. But I don't know. I just go for it. Like I wish I had a – I don't have any uh, particular way of doing it besides usually messing it up. Um, but what I will say is – Starting with, yeah, starting with your non, painting your non-dominant hand, like, builds up the confidence, and then you kind of, like, just go for the other one Mm. and see what happens. Do you, like, cut your cuticles? No. I just paint I don't do anything. (laughs) I don't do anything. I literally, I mean, I also have to wash my hands so frequently that I, I all kind of tried to stick on. Yeah, we're all washing our hands a lot now. So usually I'm like, okay, I don't really know how long this is going to last. I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. So this is the poppy. This is what Erica um, brought. And the po- so this is Olive and June nail polish, but it will work yeah. on any nail polish. So Olive and June has like a two-cap system where you right. – um, like, also, I don't know how to, like, take off the first cap. So, basically, <laughs> this is, like, cap one. Okay. So, now you have – you take off kind of, like, this cover, and you pop the poppy on top of it, and then you have, like – we were talking about it. Like, there's suppo- it's supposed to be so that the flat side is, like, nail up or whatever, but mostly it's just so that you're not cramping your hand up. Mm. It, like, rests over this thing. Um and it's super it, – I actually find it really helpful. And I think it would fit over an expressy handle. Show me the handle again because look at this. Look at the girth of – oh, oh, yeah, it's for totally sure. Fit. Yeah. So it's pretty versatile. Yeah. It's wow. like a good stocking stuffer too. I feel like it's a good holiday it's gift. It's such a good – it's such a good holiday gift. And it's funny because like I bought this for my mom and my sister last Christmas. Like before the need to even do your nails right. at home was yeah. a thing. Like they were – this was pre – like needing it. it was just like kind of encouraging or helping the people that were already doing their nails at home which is my mom and my sister um but now everyone could use it so everyone's everyone's, everyone's doing it themselves i the first thing i do when i get a vaccine besides go to vegas will be to go into the nail salon tip huge oh my god i can't but get like an actual manicure mm. not by I'm me crying mm. how do you keep your nails on for so long mine chip after like two days it's like i can't i can't like do this one lasts i mean like, all i have like magic nails chips. my nails do not chip um it's just a, i think it probably is genetic even so though you're it super sweaty but you have my... really good nails yeah, it was a trade-off. trade-off. They were like, all right, it. we're going to make her just like <laughs> spew water, but she can have nice nails. But I do use a cuticle oil, and I really think that helps. I like take you pretty do. good care of my nails. Yeah, I like I have the 10 over 10 rose cuticle oil, um, and it has like a nice little like ball thing that kind of massages your cuticles and softens them i really like it and it doesn't because one thing with cuticle oils that can get really annoying is the second you use them it kind of drips onto your hands and then you're like hey your nails are your fingers are greasy, greasy. and then you wa- yeah. you wash it off and the oil comes off mm-hmm. like you, if you want to get there's no 
this is stays really nicely and doesn't kind of like doesn't dribble down onto your fingers and Ooh. like this kind of stays in your nails um and i think that that really helps wow okay i need to so so the olive and june set came with cuticle oil which i have i'm really interested in trying an expressy nail polish without a top coat because i really swear by my top coats and the and the two that I love are the Sally Hansen Insta Dry, and then also the, mm-hmm. that one. the Essie, um, specifically the Essie Gel Setter. Um, and something that Sachi taught me via stalking her Instagram stories um, is to to paint the 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 tips of your nail, like to paint mm-hmm. under your nail a little bit, because that's the kind of that's when like the um, that's where the the your nail polish gets caught when you're doing things like it'll start scraping off from the top. So when I do that, that works, but I would be really curious to see if this actually would like take away the step of having to do the top coat. It, I don't know what, I don't know what they do. I, you know, I took chemistry before I went to med school, but I don't remember, um, you know, there's some, there's some stuff I'm sure. It's like probably great. I love it. I'm going to have to try it. I'm going to have to yeah. try it. Um, where do you guys stand on gel manicures? Because my mom thinks they're going to be the thing that kills me. Oh, I love I love gel. Okay. When Same. I got married, when I got married, I got a gel manicure like two days before uh-huh. and I left it on for probably five weeks. Yeah. My nails just started growing out. They were so long. I couldn't type, but I was like, it looks fine. Everyone's like, wow, your nails look really good. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. So funny. I, I, it's, I think it's very, like, it makes sense economically for me. And it looks good. And because I'm washing my hands all the time, like, because I'm just a mess all of the time, <laughs> it's the only thing that works and it makes me feel really good about myself. So, yeah. Something's going to kill us all. I don't know. I you honestly, know, if I can survive all of, if we survive all this stuff and it's gel manicures that take us down, like fine. Okay. Deserved it. And also good for me. Was, yeah. I, I at least you'll look cute and have good nails. Yeah. When you're, thank you. When you're dying. Right. Everyone will come see the body and be like, Ooh, like, cute nail out. art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, I, go. when I'm old, whoever is taking care of me is going to have to do my, my nails. Like oh, I, be that, that is, grandma. I, I am going to be that grandma and sorry to I know, any I love future that. progeny or non-progeny uh, who have to take care of me and my grumpy ass, you know, when I'm old. <laughs> it's really going to be great. Thank you guys so much for coming. And I would encourage everybody listening to check out Anxiety Marketplace on Instagram. Clean out your closet. Um, you know, keep clothes out of landfills. Support the USPS and support a new cause every month. And uh, yeah, I mean, like you can and also maybe buy clothes. Who can say? Sell and buy. Um there's so much fun stuff there. I put up like most of my closet there uh, instead of Poshmark now. And um, and they've been, Jolie and Sophia have done an amazing job and I want to see all of you there. Uh, I will link to everything that we talked about in the show notes and also on the website, gthanksjustboughtit.com. You can join the gthanks Facebook group by searching gthanks in the search bar. It should pop right up. There are two questions you have to answer before you get approved um, into the group. They're very basic, but you would be surprised. Some people get them wrong. Uh, No. It's very funny. Um, Morgan, who is the moderator and I 
spend many uh, minutes laughing very hard and loudly over some of the things that people say. Someone joined the other group, the group the other day, and it was like, who hosts this podcast? And they were like, crime junkies. And I was like, yeah, definitely. Like, who hosts this podcast? Kate and Dory keeps me humble. I kind of love it, you know, (laughs) here on solid ground. I'm a nobody. Um, But you're somebody to us. (laughs) Well, I will let you into the group even if you get it wrong because I'm like, well, <laughs> welcome. Um, <laughs> so join the Facebook group. Come join us on Instagram. All of the recommendations from past episodes are on the website, gthanksjustbotit.com slash episodes, including everything you heard about here today. Jolie, Sophia, thank you guys so much for coming. I'm so happy we thank did this. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. This was so fun. This was fun. I wish we could stay on. I wish we could do like a marathon.